All right, we are live. We are here on episode four of the Catalyst Sport Podcast. Uh, today we've got our buddy Alexander Raskovar with us. Uh, how's it going, Alex? Good, good. How you doing, Jay? Doing great. Uh, Alex is a member of Catalyst, and Alex is someone who's had a lot of success with balancing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu with strength training, and that's the topic of today's podcast. We want to talk about kind of what some of the pitfalls are for strength training for jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to talk about how to balance these things, how to mm-hmm. use strength training to help your jiu-jitsu and um, avoid injuries and whatnot. And um, Alex is someone who, um, who's been a catalyst a little while now and someone who's just a um, super intelligent guy that we just always has something smart to say. So we wanted to bring him onto the podcast here. And um, for you listeners, especially if you're a jiu-jitsu practice, practitioner, you're going to get a lot out of this. Even if you're not a Brazilian jiu-jitsu practitioner, I think a lot of these principles will still be valuable to you as far as um, how to balance your training volume, how to prioritize what's important in your training, and um, how to have strength training complement whatever your main goal is, um, whether it's jiu-jitsu, another sport, um, or just training for life. Um, and we also have Catalyst co-founder Joe Boffy on the podcast as well. Hi, Joe. Hello, guys. Um, so let's get started. Let's, um, just by way of introduction, um, Alex, tell us a little bit about your, um, your experience with jujitsu and grappling, how you found Catalyst and and kind of what your, um, you know, what your routine looks like and kind of how that's gone for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, first of all, I mean, I, I love the, the intro. I'm no pressure. I'm like sitting here and I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to say something really stupid now, but, (laughs) but you know, whatever. (laughs) Um, Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, I, I actually grew up, uh, grappling in, um, St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, I was a wrestling, very competitive wrestler actually, and had gone to the state tournament a number of times and then, um, was being recruited to wrestle in college and just kind of took a pause on it. And until I found, uh, jujitsu when I was about 29, I really didn't, I I hated the gym, you know, um, and I wanted to do something that felt like I could um, learn and expand and also like get a good workout and work towards a skill that I thought was really useful um, and something that felt, you know, I was hooked really once I started because it's such an amazingly athletic and at the same time like cerebral sport, you know, so I've been training now, I, I kind of moved around uh, to a bunch of schools over time, and I've been training now for almost like nine years. So um, I'm sort of knocking on the door of purple, or not purple, sorry, brown belt uh, at this time, um, which is like crazy to me because it's like such a long journey. Um, I was a small guy, you know, when I started um, jujitsu, I was about like 145, and uh, I stayed at that weight for a long time. And man, uh, starting to get to a place where I was like pushing 40 and being 145 and being on the mats with like guys that were much bigger was pretty brutal. Um, and I got to a place where I started just getting injured all the time. You know, like I, I literally like I can remember like it was like when I when I was on the mat, it was like, OK, this week it's my rib next week it's my ankle now my neck is inflamed and it was just this like constant constant battle like my oh my wrist 
my wrist just went, you know, and to the, to finally what kind of happened is like, my body just was like, screw you, dude. And like, you know, my, my back went out and like, I literally have never been in so much pain and I, I couldn't move. I was like army crawling to the bathtub. Um, and it was, it was debilitating. Like my wife, I couldn't walk. My wife was like, what is going on? You know? Uh, and from there I started working with, um, a physical therapist who was like, Hey, guess what? You know, you want to keep doing this. Uh, you need to get stronger, you know? And, um, I think I'd always been curious about getting stronger and like how that would work, but had no idea what the process would look like. And like, frankly, I was like, I was afraid to start lifting heavy because a lot of what I had heard was like, well, if you lift heavy, you're going to get hurt. It's going to like, you're going to lose mobility. Um, you know, you're going to just start being like slow on the mat, whatever, you know? And, um, I, so I kind of went into it realizing that my back was sort of against the wall. You know, it was like, you're either going to get stronger, you know, or it's going to be sort of like game over, forget jujitsu, do, do some like time to take up like, you know, tennis or something, or I don't know, <laughs> you know, like, you know, or my, my mom likes to suggest rock climbing. Like when I like show up for family dinners and I have like a black eye, uh-huh. uh, she'll say, why don't, why don't you just do rock climbing? And my brother yeah. does some, some bouldering now and, uh, totally. <laughs> And it, well, you know, and it's and it's funny. I mean, because what I had been doing along the way is a lot of the jujitsu jitsu community was like, you know, yoga's great, it's amazing, and like, yo, I'm not putting down yoga. Like, I it's it's a great great process, I think, for certain people, and uh, I think it can be a really great high. But for jujitsu, man, I I don't know. For in my experience, it was not the best thing. It kind of like exacerbated a lot of stuff for me that I I sort of felt was going on. Um, and then somewhere, so it was, it was when I started lifting, it was like this thing, it was like slow and steady, you know, and I think I was really, I'm by nature sort of a cautious person and like, you know, I was like, man, I, I don't want to get hurt. You know, how do I balance both of these things? And I think it is a testament to just having like the right trainers in the room at the end of the day that are kind of just like, you know, I can see you're sort of scared and I'm telling you, you're going to be okay. You know, that this is a process and you just kind of have to surrender to this process and it's going to work itself out. Um, so, because I think whenever you have those relationships, we can just, we, we start learning how to like trust ourselves more, you know? Um, yeah. And that's huge. That That's huge. That's, that is no small thing. I, I've had this conversation with a few people um, recently, whereas like, like you can't tickle yourself. You also kind of like can't train yourself sometimes. Um, yeah. you, you know, it's like, we were talking about it in the context of programming the other day, um, that how hard it is to be to program for yourself. We were talking about it with, with some other fitness professionals. And it's like, if I, you know, if you're my client and you believe in me and I give you a program that's got 10 sets of 10 kettlebell swings on it yeah. and you know, by the seventh or eighth set, it's, it's getting tough. Um, but you believe in what you're doing, you're going to finish it. But sometimes when you're programming for yourself, it's like, all right, I programmed 10 sets of 10 for myself. I get seven sets in and it's like, oh, this is really tough. Is this, 
is just tougher than I should have programmed. You start to right, second right. guess yourself. And I think right. that happens on an, on an exercise selection and on a, just throughout the entire process to have a team behind you that's, that's helping you manage that process. Yeah. I think, right. you know, it, it takes a certain um, element out of it for you where it's like, Hey, I'm telling you, this is safe. You don't have to worry about keeping yourself safe. I'm spotting you, right. um, you know, figuratively and literally, literally in this case, um, I've got your back. I just want you to go do what you're supposed to do now from a um, from a work standpoint, and right. I think that's something that's really powerful for kind of removing roadblocks for people. Yeah. Um, it's and something I mean, we talked a lot about for the training process. Absolutely, and I mean, not for nothing, right? I mean, there have been like psychological papers that have totally, you know, um, you know, proven that there is a whenever you put in a social aspect, you have a tendency to be able to really strive right there's something I mean, we're social creatures you know so there's something about having someone be like i got you you know i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna teach you to trust yourself right but but first i need you to trust me right and that's that that was huge because i don't really think i could have done it without that to be real you know again by my nature being a cautious person it was like yo i don't know how to do this i get hurt you know like i mean when I'm lifting weights and it hurt on the mat, you know, like I'm not going to like, this is not going to play out well for me, you know? Um, it's interesting, right? In, in martial arts, um, we're typically discouraged from strength training. Mm-hmm. Don't you guys think so? Like the, 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 even as much as we've learned, you know, scientifically and whatnot, and is like, um, I, I think there's still a big contingent of, you know, traditional martial artists and even jujitsu people that are just, you know, strength training makes you slow strength training, you know, not good for you. Yeah. And I think that gets, I think honestly, some of that just gets wrapped up in this idea of like magical thinking, you know, and Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, what do you mean by that? Guys like Joe Rogan have like talked about this where it's like, don't waste your chi on whatever, you know, I think that's, I think that's kind of like remnants of that in, in some yeah. weird way, you know, like, I mean, even look at like, you know, Marcelo Garcia is like, he still says he doesn't think people should strength train. Meanwhile, like some of his most successful athletes are like, you know, Mateus Diniz, who just won ADCC is like a fucking monster. Yeah, I'm not sure. Am I allowed to curse on this podcast? Uh, he's a Hulk. I mean, he's JK. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, but Diniz is like, you know, I mean, he's a, beast he's a you you don't see you know even bodybuilders sometimes with with the the level of like definition and muscularity and um you you know john satave is another guy under marcello um who's actually done some training at catalyst uh who's just a really strong athletic guy and has found a way to you know integrate that into jujitsu yeah and um i i think marcello as a person is kind of like the exception that kind of um, test the rule a little bit that it's like, yeah, he was able to, um, do it without strength training, but you know, he's a genetic freak. I mean, he's, you know, a a generational talent. Um, whereas for the rest of us, um, you know, spending a few hours in the gym, not saying that it should be your major because it it shouldn't be, it should be your minor. Um, if jujitsu is your hobby, that's what you're going to want to spend more time on. Um, right. You're not going to get better. Well, there was something that Alex had said earlier um, that uh, we kind of glossed over a little bit, but not really. Um, is somebody told him he had to get stronger so that he wouldn't get injured as often, and that's where I feel like 
right. for the like you, me, Alex, all the people out there that aren't like professional jujitsu athletes and you do it as a hobby, you do it as a love, need to realize strength training is going to help you stay injury free so that you can train more yeah. and not get injured to yeah. keep you on the mats. Uh, and you have to do it in an intelligent way. Yeah. finding people that know how to do the programming for you. Like Alex was saying, somebody to trust and keep you out of the doctor and on the mats. Yeah. And I think like, you know, it's that thing. It's like, we, I mean, this is not obviously about like, you know, Marcelo Garcia is a, a, a phenom and, you know, grappling is better for having him. And he's like, arguably, you know, um, you know, a goat, you know, if not the goat, you know, um, at the same time, you know, I feel like, especially when you are in that space of, Hey, I am 35 trying to keep up with this 20 year old, you know, I just don't know how you get around it. And I don't think there's any amount of anything else you can do to reset your body. I haven't experienced it at least. as like lifting as lifting some weights right like there's a mental aspect to it there's a physical aspect to it you're getting stronger you're learning how to trust your body you know and and i would say like in a weird way i and it's like that one thing it's like well it's not going to make you better at jujitsu it's like i don't know man i mean there's this part of me that kind of believes i i don't think yeah you're going to do like a bunch of curls and hit the mats and like you know magically become you know, some amazing jujitsu phenom that obviously is not real, but I think understanding a certain like quality of motion and a certain like sensitivity to motion can only help you on the mats. You know, um, I think that there's something to that. And I, I mean, yeah. and I know that's a little like, you know, controversial maybe to like say something like that, but there's something about like bodily awareness, like, and I think when you're lifting at a high level and you start becoming really aware of what is my body doing, how am I like integrating everything, you know, in this compound exercise that you just use your body more effectively on the mat. Would it that, be fair to say for like, you, you felt like, you know, you work on your technique a lot. You said you've been grappling for a really long time. Would you say some of the things you yeah. felt was now that you're a little stronger, your technique was that much more effective because you had some strength behind it. You had some power. Oh, yeah. Like you said, you were able to trust your body a little more. Like, did you feel things like that on the mat? I think there's, I think like you end up like getting to a place when you get stronger. I mean, I know for me, it removed a lot of the fear of injury. Right. You know, um, and because of that, I just I felt like I could push the envelope a little bit more. I knew when it was safe to push the envelope. Right. And this is part of this, like, you know, synergy of learning how to be strong, learning how to trust that your body is actually going to support you, you know, and there starts to become this like alchemy that happens where all of a sudden, like, you, you know, you have a better understanding of where your capability lies. You know, um, I see it a lot in like rhythm, you know, uh, in the sense that like, I'm pretty soft until I find my opening. And I know 
when I'm going to burst into a position to hit my spot to do something, whether it's like past the guard or like, you know, finishing a triangle or, you know, going for that sweep. It's like, I know my body is, is going to all of a sudden, you know, be there to support me. And not only that, it, it's like the amount of strength because I'm, I'm sort of like engaging in this sort of rhythmic process with someone, people are like, Oh my God, like, what was that? You know, like they're like, where did that come from? And I think, I think there's something kind of underlying a lot of this conversation that I want to bring to the surface, which is that there's a lot of different ways to go about strength training. And I think, you know, Joe and I were talking, um, might've been before you got on the line. It was definitely before we started recording and we're talking about like, what are some of the common pitfalls that people um, run into regarding strength training for jujitsu? Um, or mm-hmm. lifting alongside jujitsu. And I think one of the most common ones is just to do like the same old like bodybuilding bro routine that you did in high school where it's like, you know, chest and uh, chest and triceps, back and biceps, legs. Um, and I think that that's, um, that's a different kind of training, right? Because that's focused on the isolation of muscles and that's focused on, right. you know, pumping up right. particular muscles that, yeah, like you know, you're not really tying your body together as one unit. You're not developing kinesthetic awareness um, necessarily. So what we're talking about here is there's a strength component, like, like a Turkish getup is a great example of what I'm talking about. Um, You're starting laying on the ground, you're holding a weight, you're rolling, you're kneeling, uh, you know, people that know both the Turkish getup and grappling are, are going to see a lot of the similarities, propping to elbow, technical stand up, sit through, lunging, um, a lot of movements that are natural human movements and they show up in grappling and they're natural yeah. human movements and they show up in the getup. And um, so that's an example of the kind of strength training that's going to develop, you know, proper kinesthetic awareness and build strength in a way that that's actually useful for martial arts as opposed to like, um, you know, like I know if I went to the gym and I, you know, just did a bunch of bench pressing and flies and triceps, like uh, one, it's probably not going to help my jujitsu. Two, it's probably going to just make my neck hurt because now I'm even more, um, you know, pec dominant than, than I need to be. And I'm just kind of losing postural elements. So I think that um, good strength training for jujitsu, it should, well, one, you know, promote kinesthetic awareness, things like get ups, things like swings, which teach tension management, um, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, single leg stance, things like that. Um, Mm -hmm. And then two, it should also help us to mitigate the effects of our sport on our body. So we've talked about strength being one of those things that it's just, when you're stronger, you just don't get hurt as much. When your core is stronger, um, it places, um, it places less demand on your, on your lower back. Um, When your, you know, shoulders are, are better positioned and stronger, your neck doesn't get hurt as much. Um, so there's the just pure strength aspect of it, but then there's also kind of the postural and alignment aspect and um, that, you know, jujitsu tends to be reflection dominant or we roll our shoulders forward. We tuck our chin to protect our neck from, from strangles. Oh um, I, can't, I mean, that's it. I mean, not to, not to cut you off, but I mean, yeah. that, was, that was huge. I mean, I was like terrified to do a deadlift. Right. You know, that was terrifying. I was like, <laughs> Oh my God, what am I, this is crazy. My, my lower back went out. I was in pain. Like, what am I doing? You know? And like, and now I'm like, oh, this is the best thing that ever happened to me. Right. <laughs> because like, you know, literally even just from a day-to-day pain standpoint, which like there's some level of pain that I think like, like real talk, like we, we just have to like confront and like, you know, be okay with and learn to like, you know, exist with on some level. But it's like night and day. It's like night and day. My posture, I mean, everyone, Jesus, my wife was just like, 
once I started deadlifting some weight, she was like, you're like standing straighter. Right. Yeah, you're more upright. And I'm like, yeah. And I was like hunching all the time in pain, you know? And I was like, why is my, why is my thoracic spine hurt all the time? And I was like, well, <laughs> you know? Right. So, I mean, I think there's something to that, especially jujitsu too, where you're like, you know, I don't think if you don't do anything, you're just going to be like, like walking, like in jujitsu stance all the time, like hunched over, you know? I mean, like, look at, uh, Oh God, what's his name? Uh, uh, one of the, the dirty dozen, what is his name? Um, the initial guy that like, basically like the first American to get his black belt, I forget his name. Um, he's still doing jujitsu. Uh, he's like going strong, but he is, Oh man, I look at him and I'm like, dude, what would have happened if that guy had lifted? He probably wouldn't look as like, you know, busted up, you know, because he looks he looks like his body's been through a lot, you know. So I mean, I don't know. It's just some some thought process that I have about like just sort of it being like this holistic thing. And I mean, not for nothing too. It's like the only thing that I have found that makes my better my body feel better. You know, like it, it feels better afterwards. Yeah, let's let's talk about uh, just to rewind. You said that um, you had done some yoga and it, it didn't really have the intended effect for jujitsu. Yeah. Um, you know, Joe and I obviously have some kind of like technical thoughts about that from an exercise standpoint, but um, sure. you know, I, I think a lot of people um, yoga gets sold as almost like a medicine. Um, yeah. t- tell us about your experience with. And what with were you looking for from your yoga first? I mean, I, I was trying to. I was trying to get out of pain. You know, I was trying to get out of pain. I was trying to get stronger, and you know, and get out of pain. And I thought people, you know, there was a there's there's I think there still is a lot of people that think like exactly that, like yoga's medicine somehow. Um, and rather than being realistic about the fact that it does, it actually does have a certain uh, effect on the body that is not always medicinal. And I mean, like, yeah, I, I mean, a yoga high is great. Don't get me wrong. Like, you know, everyone feels great after a little session, but um, I was thinking it was getting me in alignment and was um, going to be, you know, making sure that I was going to be free from injury and making me stronger and more flexible for jujitsu. And the more I did it and I was doing it like once a day, you know, I was doing it once a day in the, in the mornings. you know, I would do a practice, a home practice, and I would go with my wife from time to time to classes. And man, I just, I tell you, it, it, everything I thought it was doing it really now when I'm sort of in my body, it's like, it feels like exactly the opposite. You know, it felt like it was asking me to kind of pull myself out of alignment. Um, I think yoga in this day and age uh, especially, uh, with how intense it is and how it's really treated as like, um, an athletic pursuit versus a spiritual practice. Um, I think people, you know, like to make pretty pictures, you know, with their poses. And if you're not making the pretty picture somehow, you're not doing it correctly. Right. But the problem is, is like that pretty picture if your body does not want to do that and does not feel comfortable doing that is not helping you, you know, like it's making you more unstable. There's the key word there, right? Is stability. And and, and listen, definitely don't want to turn this into like negative talk on yoga. I think yoga can be really, um, really useful. There's a mindfulness component to it. There's a breath control. There's a balance. I think what, um, you know, in the case of a guy who's, you know, 
um, on the wrong side of, of 30 um, and closer to 40, who's 145 right. pounds to be doing yoga. Um, yeah. The, the word that, that, you know, is, is unstable. Um, it, yeah. is that exactly. so much of what we're looking to do with the, the strength training when it's done properly, like we're doing in Catalyst, is going to help you to stabilize your joints. And, you know, in, in this case, stabilizing the joints means that they're able to be in a position where they're not being, you know, injured in the course of grappling. And I think that right. so often yoga promotes mobility and stretching and whatnot. But if we don't actually have stability, then there's nothing stopping our joints from going into those positions that, that are, that are damaging. Um, so like for someone like you, Alex, who's like 145 pounds, hadn't done a lot of strength training. Like, yeah, your experience with yoga is going to be pretty negative. Um, whereas for someone like me, you know, 200 pounds at, you know, about the same height as you, um, have done a lot of strength training and powerlifting. Well, maybe for someone like me, yoga might be a little bit of a different calculus um, and, and might be a little bit yeah. more beneficial. But, um, well, you know, and I think a lot of the mentality was for me also was some of that old grappling mentality. Well, you got to be small. You got to be losing weight. You have to be optimal in this way, right? You know, which makes sense given my grappling background from, you know, competitive wrestling in high school, you know, and losing 20 pounds every season, you know, to be optimal you know and you know so i thought light is the way but it's like yeah and maybe it was the way when you were 25 right you know um but at but at 38 it's certainly not the way if you want to keep training jujitsu <laughs> you know like i mean it, it's just not like i i don't know how i would have been able to keep going with all of that you know so i don't know like what is basically up for for doing that type of workout? Yeah, so. you know we've talked a lot about jujitsu or strength training to help jujitsu, and, and I know a conversation you and I have had a lot around the gym. A lot of Alex is like, strength training just for strength training, right? Like just like gaining some muscle, yeah, you like know, it. filling out, you know, filling out the sleeves of your shirt a little more, things like that. Like, um that's not lost. There's, you know, a lot of jujitsu guys who also have, you know, physique and aesthetic goals and, um, we shouldn't throw those out the window either. Um, you, you can have both yeah. if, you're, if you're smart about it. Yeah. I mean, I love it. Like I love it. I, and I do have strength and physique goals now, which was weird because I didn't really have them before. Um, and I just, I just love it. Like I love getting in there and feeling strong and, and it's exactly that thing. It's like, it's not like, I'm getting in there to be like, yo, let me just keep like blowing up my pecs, which is like, whatever. I mean, there's a time and place for that, I yeah. suppose. But like, it's really like true strength. Like this, I'm experiencing my body being strong, you know, and there's something about pushing 40, you know, and feeling that. Yeah. And it, and it feels very gratifying. You know, it feels very positive and it makes you just happy. I mean, I don't know. It makes me happier. I'm happy when I go lift. I think it's a great time, you know, like, I, I, really, I mean, listen, you know, I think a lot of guys get into it with jujitsu where it's like, um, jujitsu becomes so fun. It's like lifting is, is, you know, becomes less fun. Um, but I think it's, um, yeah. I think sometimes it's unrealistic expectations of like, yeah, if you expect to lift like four times a week, like a bodybuilder, like, yeah, that's not going to be fun. Um, but if you're going to go right. in and you're gonna have two right. one hour workouts a week where, you know, do some kettlebell swings, do some get ups, do some, you know, um, some deadlifts if that's appropriate for you. Like, Hey, like it's just a little bit of something extra and you see your body change and you feel the, 
um, you know, feel the benefits in your body as far as, you know, all the things we've talked about. Um, and then that's yeah. a little bit more fun. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, you know, and, and not to like be this, and I'm not, you know, I'm the furthest thing away from some guy that's like trying to bro out, you know, but it's just like, it's a, there's, that's a good time. Listen, everyone, <laughs> uh, not everyone, but a lot of people have heard me say this before that all of us, um, you know, almost all of us started working out in the first place because, because we wanted to look good. And, um, you know, sometimes in the world of like functional training, um, we, we, we poo poo looking good, but like, um, it's still cool. It's still okay to look good. If that's a goal of yours, like you don't have to, you don't have to be ashamed of that, you know? Um, and sometimes no. people are. Yeah. Yeah. And I and again, it's like that thing of like, and it, there's something too, it's like, I mean, I don't know. And, it, and I come back to it, you know, and I, and I don't mean to harp on the age thing, but man, you know, you, you want to feel good when you get older, you know, and being a man, being older, it's like, well, what makes me feel good? Jiu-jitsu and lifting weights, <laughs> yeah. you know, and that was wife and daughter. Like those are the things that make me feel good. So I want to do more of that, right? As much of that as I can get, you know? So, uh, and I, I, so I, you know, I'm like everyone, honestly, I feel like everyone should do it. Everyone can benefit from it. I don't, I mean, I don't even think, I think for sure jujitsu it's, it, I think it's necessary if you really want to train, you know, and be, and you're starting to enter into middle age. I'm like, if you don't, if you don't, you know, do any sort of weightlifting, I'm a little bit like, good luck. I don't know how you're going to do it, but good luck. You know, I wish you all the best. Um, but I mean, just for anything, just experiencing your body. I mean, my wife, my wife does a ton of yoga and then she started lifting and she was like, Oh my God, this is so much better. I'm not hurt as much. I'm like, right. Exactly. You know? So, uh, I think it's good for everyone. Honestly. I mean, I would definitely agree. Um, yeah. Joe, do you have any, uh, anything to add there? No. I mean, I think we've pretty much rounded everything out and I agree. I started working out cause I would want her to be a superhero. That's why I did martial arts too. Wanted to look and act like a superhero. Joe, you are oh, a I superhero, know, but buddy. not everybody else knows. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're gonna wrap it up. Uh, if you know, if you're listening to this, you're um, if you're in New York City, um, definitely get in touch with us. Uh, CatalystSport.com. There's a, a, a contact info uh, form there, name, email, and uh, and phone number. Fill it out. Let's have a conversation. If you're interested in strength training, if you think this could be beneficial for you, um, we'd love to chat. If you're not in New York City, also still encourage you to get in touch with us. Uh, Joe and I both do do um, distance programming. And uh, before we get off the line, uh, Alex, do you want to do you want to plug your business too? Uh, you want to tell people about what you do? Yeah. So Alex is a, a really talented um, therapist, and um, I, I'll let you tell people what what you do, Alex. But um, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll keep it brief. I mean, I'm I am a, I'm a therapist in private practice. I do psychotherapy. I work with people on. I mean, the I can give you like all sorts of like elevator speeches, but honestly, I think the thing that I really work on with people is like learning how to feel your feelings, and that feeling your feelings is beneficial for your life. At the end of the day, um, you know that's that's kind of what my practice revolves around. Um, usually, for people I I, um, I see are Joe, can you hear kind of having some no. sort of anxiety. Uh, maybe they have had there. like a. a uh, there we go. We lost you for a second, Alex. The last thing we heard was um, you help people oh. feel their feelings, and and that benefits their lives. Oh yeah, yes, that's that's it basically. <laughs> so if you're looking for me, it's uh, www dot uh, glass g l a s s lake l a k e k 
counseling.com. So you can look me up there and, uh, yeah, check them out. Yeah, I know that's, it's uh, that's not necessarily exactly what we talked about on the podcast today, but I've had a, a lot of really, um, interesting and for me, very beneficial com- uh, conversations about mental health with Alex. And he's, um, he, he's really one of the best of the best when it comes to that. So, um, He just started a podcast too, so if you want to get into his brain a little bit and hear him talk more, find his website and catch up on his podcast. Yeah, I got a YouTube. Yeah, because I got my YouTube channel is going to be like releasing probably in the next month or so. I'm going to start blasting out videos, so and then eventually lead into a podcast. That's that's the goal. So. We'll keep uh, rocking and rolling in that awesome. direction. Um, well, this is great having you. Uh, I think these are some, some informative stuff for people to consider uh, as, as they balance strength training and jujitsu and, you know, as they think about how strength training fits into their lives. And um, we're really glad to have you on the podcast and uh, even more so really glad to have you as, as part of the Catalyst family. So um, hopefully we'll see you around the gym real soon. Oh, most, most, most definitely. Thank you guys so much. I think uh, what you do <laughs> is magic. That. So I appreciate it. All right, it. guys. This has been episode four of the Catalyst podcast. Uh, if you liked it, please let us know and uh, stay tuned. We should have more content coming your way soon. Take care. All right. Take care.